Just F It. Hi, I'm Romy, an identity coach helping others who struggle with their sexual identity and families of queer youth find their path of understanding and acceptance. And I'm Carla, a mom empowerment coach empowering moms to own their new identities and motherhood journeys. And, and together, together we are the Effort Madres. We are here to invite you guys into stories of some inspiring madres who have changed their lives through an effort moment. So here we go. Just, Just effort. It. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It is Monday. Um, Monday Madres, Mamacita Monday, Mompreneur Monday. Monday. Mompreneur Mondays. Yeah. What was what was your big one? Was that uh, it? Mamaraderie no. Mondays. Mamaraderie Mondays, which I can never say. Um, yes, we are here. So, Carla, who are we? We are the FM Madres. I'm Carla. This is Romy. We're two moms. We're two best friends. We're two Latinas who had this big FM moment uh, over a year ago and started this podcast because of it. And it has definitely led us down an interesting journey of self-discovery and reflection. But the whole point of this is interviewing moms and moms supporting moms uh, through these big effort moments because there are these big mental shifts that you have that change the trajectory of your life and that of your families. And whether it ends up being great or not, it still ends up giving you this whole other perspective on life, which I think at the end of the day is pretty good. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And today we have a very good friend of mine, um, Chelsea. She'll be joining us. And I've been able to watch her journey in co-parenting and just very similar to kind of the story I shared with Brittany on one of our episodes, you know, who I co-parent with. And we've had a lot of moms, you know, who separation is big, divorce is big, it happens. And really seeing people kind of change the way that looks is, yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like it's important to hear stories of families that are doing it different. It's not a war. They put their kids first. And so I had asked her to come on and share. And um, I'm excited because I've loved being able to kind of watch how they've done it. Cool. Yeah. That'll be exciting. So we'll bring Chelsea in. All right, we'll bring her in in just a second. Okay, everybody, we have Chelsea Hale on. This is one of my dear, dear friends who I love very much. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking your time to come on. And thank you for sharing your story. I love you. And it's important that we share these stories. And I know for some, it's like a vulnerable space to talk about our lives and our kids and these kind of things. So thank you. We'll just get, we'll just get started. Okay. All right, Chelsea. So what was your biggest effort moment since becoming a mama? Yeah, I think that my biggest effort moment since becoming a mom, um, among many, has been um, the decision that I made collaboratively with my um, son's father to co-parent. Um, I think they call it, I think the kids are calling it cooperative co-parenting. Um I don't know. I call it collaborative, close co-parenting. Um, but yeah, really just kind of stepping a little bit outside of the norm that my generation or maybe like previous generations are used to when it comes to what divorce and separation looks like. Um, a little bit less nasty and aggressive, I guess. Yeah. Well, that is a that is a very big thing to be able to do because yes, I'm a product of divorce. I know Romy is too, but like the, the being the middle in between parents and then like using the children to 
exchange messages and all that. It was just, it's so, I mean, congratulations to you for not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You know, I have to say to Chelsea, like Chelsea was there right when I was going through my divorce and it was really inspiring to be able to see how she, because she was like one of the first single moms like I met when I was coming out of it and I was watching her dynamic with her family and it was like at the very, remember at the tip of my divorce. And it was something that I was able to like visualize and not have ever really seen and then follow. And it it helped me see like what that can look like. And it's helped, you know, our family as well be able to have that. So like, it's good for us to see these and it's good for us to hear about these. I didn't know it had a name like that. So I Googled it because I knew there was something and I was like, what is it called? (laughs) It's interesting that kids call it cooperative, which makes sense yeah. that a kid is like, they are, they're getting along. But like for parents, we are collaborating. We're trying to work together. So that's funny that there's yeah. the adult version yeah. and the child version of it. So I would ask you this and like, what kind of hurdles did you encounter as you guys are going through the transition of your family? Let's just say that your family's starting to change. It's starting to look different. And in a situation when you, when you would normally be like, we all grew up at war with each other. How did you get into this mental shift of going, I'm not going to do it that way? You know, it wasn't immediate. The first few months following, you know, the disillusion of my marriage were, were traumatic and hard, just like, you know, so many are, um, there was fighting and there was lawyers and there were all the things. Right. And, Um, I think once the dust all kind of settled on that, I was able to reflect a little bit, get into therapy and like really, you know, remember that like my ego was what was really fueling this anger, right? Like it really came down to like F my ego, like Mm -hmm. me fighting for more time with my kid, me fighting for holidays, me being mad and angry and lawyering up and doing all of these things that was feeding my ego. Sure. Um, but it wasn't benefiting my child in any way, in any capacity. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's going to be different for every situation because there's times that you get a separation or a divorce and it's unsafe and like that you need that separation and it has to be that way and it should be that way and there should be that boundary. Um, but in my situation, like my son's father is like when we're specifically speaking about parenthood, like an incredible father, an incredible dad who shows up in all the ways Romy knows, like he's just like, there's nothing to complain about when it comes to him being a dad. And so all I was really doing was feeding my ego and taking, taking from my son. Like, I don't want to take from my child. Like, you know, he has nothing to do with this divorce. Um, so that was really like the revelation that I came to, like just letting it kind of settle and thinking about like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, this is so selfish, you know? That's like one of the biggest things that I said too, going through that. And you said it is, I'm so glad you said that Chelsea, because it is ego. It really, at the end of the day, when, when it is two good parents that just want to love their kid, it becomes our ego of who's going to win, who's going to win, who's going to win. And it does hurt our kids. And I always said, you remember this, like, I love my kid more than I dislike my, you know, my kid's dad. Like, I love my kid more than I dislike this situation. And that's hard to get to. Yeah, it's really hard to get to and it's hard to wrap your head around. But once you do it, it's almost like this like peace comes over you, right? Like, oh, I was literally just putting myself through hell. Like, why? <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Like, why? Yeah. 
because I feel I think like a lot of people have it in their head that if they if they do kind of just like set step back and allow for things to just be like, well, it's going to be what it is. I think a lot of people feel like they they're losing against that partner. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think that's the the big issue with the ego is like I'm losing. They're winning. Like, I think that's got to be part of it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it also takes both sides to be on board mm-hmm. with this, right? Like if I would have come into it and been like, I want to collaborate with you in hairdressing. <laughs> and if he would have been like, absolutely not. I hate you. Like, this is like, I don't want anything to do with you. Like it wouldn't have worked. Right. Like it was an effort moment for me for sure. But, and I think maybe he got there before I did, honestly. Um, but I think that it really takes two. like, this isn't something that just like one parent can decide this is how we're going to do it. And like, if the other one's not fully committed to that as well, then it's a wash, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm interested, I'm interested to see how this, like, how has this impacted your child? I think really positively. Um, I think especially, I don't think he knows it now. Um, but I think as he gets older and kind of grasps the situation and looks back on it, I think that he's going to have a huge appreciation that like his memories of Christmas and his birthday parties and like all of the things are never like, that was my Christmas with my dad. That was my Christmas with my mom. Like we have, um, never missed a holiday together, you know, and we've never missed a birthday together, including our own birthdays. Like we would all go out for family meals on our own birthdays together. We had a weekly family dinner every single week like never missed it whether or not we were on I mean we had an emotional roller coaster right but like and we would be we would put that aside because that weekly family meal had to happen and it had to be called a family meal because we were family that's amazing that is really (laughs) I know Carla that's why I was like it was really inspiring to watch because they really did like make it a priority and they never stopped and like every school event and everything that he did I was like Damn, they're like no matter what was going on with them, they were there. Yeah. How how long ago did you guys separate? Um, it would have been Jude was one and he's six now, so five years ago. Within those five those five years, have they so how many have been the collaborative? So four years were like the collaborative co-parenting. About a year ago, spoiler alert, we decided to um we were collaborating <laughs> so well together that we decided to <laughs> revisit things. Um, so we've actually been back together for a year, not under the same roof. Um, but yeah, kind of, (laughs) that's one way this can turn out, but that was never the goal, you know? I mean, I love that you said we were collaborating so well that like (laughs) now, now we're here, but you know what? Like, that's also like a beautiful thing too, right? That like, you don't know what that's going to look like. And divorce doesn't always mean just divorce. And it doesn't mean that that's the end all be all. Like we need to hear this more. People re-fall in love all the time. But you've never lost your guys's focus. Yeah. Well, I think that was a big part of, you know, coming back together too, was having that conversation of like, okay, we've done so well not being together for for Jude, like co-parenting well together. And then if we try this again, like how do we make sure that we hold on to this if it doesn't work out, right? Like that's really important. Like how do we continue to always put Jude first? Um, and, you know, not ruin all of the work that we've done to get where we are. Um, so I, I feel confident that like, we can both continue to do that because again, like F our egos, like that's, you know, that's what it's about. Yeah. What fears come up for you when you say that, like, you know, if you guys were to 
maybe separate again, right? What what fears do you have around keeping the momentum of this relationship going? Like this collaborative? I, I think the biggest thing, you know, whether it were like fears about this not working out in the long run, or even just like fears going into co-parenting so closely, it's, we're doing it because we don't want to F our kid up, right? But like, in doing it, will we F our kid up? Like, are we not showing him the correct boundaries? Is this confusing? Is he thinking, you know what I mean? He was one. So like, is his idea of what separated divorced parents look like skewed? And like, is it giving him false hope? I think there was a lot of fear there for that. Um, I think also, you know, prior to getting back together, the fear in doing it was like, are we giving ourselves the space personally to move forward and like, carry on with our lives, not together in a romantic situation. Like how do we do that when we are still so closely connected? Um, and then outside of that, how do new partners feel about that? You know, cause it's, it's not for everyone. I mean, yeah. Just to think about you both dating too, and being as close as you are, you know, that's definitely a challenge for anyone coming into your guys's dynamic. I mean, what, what were the emotions? Cause you said that you said that he probably came to the, to the moment sooner than you did when it came to the collaborative, like what were you feeling at those moments when you finally decided to be like, okay, ego aside, let's, let's do this. I think it was truly just like calming down. You know, I think that his personality versus my personality, like my baseline, I always say is like, anxiety and emotional and I react very emotionally um and he's a very like calm just like it's really hard to like rile him up you know and I think that it took me a long time to get to that space where it was like this isn't the idea I had in my head that like this isn't where I thought my life was going and now it's all blown up in my face and like I'm mad you know and I, it took me a while to come down from that and be like, okay, hold on. Like, uh, it's just, I had to find peace with the situation and like stop blaming myself and stop blaming him and really just, you know, take a deep breath and be like, okay, like, here's what you have in front of you now. And like, it's going to be okay. And it's going to be even more okay if you just like continue to do this together, you know, just in a different way. Um, so I think it was really just like, taking a deep breath and just calming down, you know? Yeah. I'm curious. I, this is a, a random question, but I'm curious to know how, how is, how collaborative is it? And I'm assuming it is with your family and his yeah. family. Like, is everything copacetic? Like, is everything, is everyone cool? Or is there still some, you know, some on some side, some on the other, but you guys just push it aside? Yeah, when it comes to like our family family, um, the whole time it's been completely collaborative. Like I spent Thanksgivings, like we would travel to different states with his family and still stay under the same roof and they would just make sure I had my own room or whatever. And like, you know, it was just you were like, this is like an alien family. Like this is like an alien planet. Like <laughs> I have not met anybody else aside from you, Romy, and you know, that's that's insane. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I think we both are just very lucky in that we have the most supportive families that, like, loved each other anyway and, like, also just understood that, like, shit happens and, like, that's okay. And 
the the most important thing is forgiveness and family yes. first. And, you know, I think we're just really, really lucky in that. I mean, I'll say like when it comes to my chosen family, right? Like friendships and like those relationships, there were a lot of opinions that weren't necessarily that supportive. Um, and I, I won't speak for him because I don't know what his friends were saying about me um, or continue to say about me. But like it, there were opinions that were like, why are you doing this? You've got to fuck up your kid. Like you can't do this. And for me, it was just like, well, it's not your situation. You know what I mean? And like, I, I lost friendships in that or I got further away from friendships because of that. But um, I guess it kind of helped weed out some of the bad ones, too. You know, like, oh. One hundred percent. And I think it's important to say for anyone who is like going through a divorce, because we have been through this and I have created that type of co-parenting relationship. And it has been because I've seen it in front of my face. Right. I saw it happen. I didn't grow up with that. But, you know, my daughter and her dad, like I'm close with his family. We're spending Christmas together this year. We don't miss a birthday. Like that's how we do things. We show up to everything together. We had, you know, his partner on, on here and talked about this subject because it's important to me. And it's important for women to hear that, like, if people are telling you how to do your divorce or what that is supposed to look like, at some point you have to silence that out and figure that out for yourself. And only our only us as moms know what's best for our kids. Like, really, that's that's what we need to be listening to, you know, and you did. And your kid, I, I watch him is just thriving with love. He doesn't have a war. He's not battled and chosen between whose home is is what, you know, and. I mean, divorce happens. It's one of the biggest things out there. Let's not ignore that it happens and let's be more prepared for what that's going to look like. Everybody prepares financially for what everything's going to look like when people get divorced, but nobody's like prioritizing like what that relationship's going to look like aside from money. You know, like if things go wrong, this is our agreement for our kid. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Um, totally. And it comes, it comes down to, again, just like F your ego. You know what I mean? Like just how it, you've got to put the kid first. And that means not putting yourself first in this specific situation. I'm not an advocate yeah. for not putting yourself first, by the way, but I'm just saying like, when it comes to this, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. This is a very, yeah. Like when it comes to this particular thing, like yeah. your kid is going just like me. I fucking remember that. Like it's ingrained in you for the rest of your life, like how your parents, you know, dealt with each other. So you are, such you are giving a gift to your son, both of you. Yeah. Such a gift to be yes. able to be adults because he will grow up to have these kinds of relationships. And that is, that's awesome. Hopefully he will not need the amount of therapy that we have needed. <laughs> we all have had to go through. I mean, one of yeah. the biggest things with like the separation for me and, and, and this has to go with that is I never want to had my kid like see us at war talking bad to each other. Cause I know what that did for me watching my parents just destroy each other and make me choose which side was the right side and being torn between a war that I was just a kid. I just want to go to school and want to decide what parents better you know? So when you separate, you hopefully you're separating so that that dynamic is better. And most of the time people separate and they're still at war with each other. It's like, you could have just stayed together and kept fighting. You're just going to destroy the kid together or destroy the kid not together. So if you're going to separate, make that commitment, right? Like to make it better for the kid. Yeah. Because what's the, what's the point? Yeah. 
Totally. But it sounds like you and your ex-husband have gotten to a place of massive (laughs) self-awareness, which is not a place that a lot of people get to. And like you said, it's the ego that overrides absolutely everything. So good on you for having gotten there because not a lot of people have. And that is an effort moment. Yeah. This is what we talk about on here. Cause even when we were talking Chelsea and you're like, I don't know if I've had some big effort moment. The, they're like little mental shifts as women, as moms that we go, I'm going to F and go this way. I'm going to, it's like a total shift in the way you're, you know, you wanted to fight, you wanted to argue, you wanted to win. Right. And then that moment happens and they're, they're powerful. It changed everything for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that too, like when you go through these things, these separations, like a lot of that fighting and like that ego driven stuff is again, like you want to, you want to win, like you want redemption. Right. But I think I found redemption in being able to be like, I'm strong. Like I can still be best friends with this person and care about this person and show my child an example of like a different way to love your parent, like a different way for your parents to love each other. It doesn't have to be romantic. And you know, there's redemption in that, like being able to say, like, I don't have to like, you know, take someone to court and take them for all their worth to, to win. Like I'm winning by, you know, creating a happy, safe environment for my child. I I 100% agree. And I feel the exact same way. And and you know that, and you've watched that as well. Um, My, my last question then to you is like, what, advice would you give? I normally I'd say to your past self, but I feel like I want to ask you in this sense, like what advice would you give to a mom right now that is going through a divorce and her ego is in the way? Like what, what would you say to her? Um, I would say breathe, let the dust settle. It gets better. Um, for a while, it feels like the world is just moving around you and nothing's changing for anyone, even though your entire life just blew up. And like, if you just breathe and like, take a second, like, and, you know, communicate and like respect yourself, but respect your ex-partner as much as you can. And like, just, you know, take some time, like write it down, like write down what you want your family to look like in this situation and like, just manifest it, you know, and like communicate. Um, yeah. I mean, breathe. I didn't breathe for so long, you know? It's so good. Yeah. You know, and that is it, Chelsea. We've all seen it. Like the emotions are high in a divorce. You're hurt. You're scared. There's fear. You're worried about where what's going to happen to your child. And, and I've seen and we've seen so many of the people around us who have gone through this, right? Just be wrapped up in that ball of, and it's like, yes, just breathe. The dust is going to settle. And when it does settle, what's most important to you? What is your vision of your family right now? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to consistently keep putting your ego aside because things will continue to trigger where you want to win and they will continue to trigger through a divorce where it's a war and it becomes a tool, right? Like it becomes your tool. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's an endless cycle if you don't get out of it, like you will just, you know, survive on threats. Like, and that's just so unhealthy. Like if you're just like threatening this and this and this and this and like fighting constantly, like it's just, you're not going to win in the end. And your kid is certainly not going to win. And so. And also you're just going to be so bitter. So bitter. So miserable. And I, and I say yeah. that because unfortunately that's my mother. Like she, even my, even my father from his grave, she's still like, you know, yeah. it's just, 
sad. So nobody, nobody should go through no, that. No, you lose your life. No. You lose your life. You waste all the energy on your life, right? Being angry at someone for taking your yeah. life. Well, it's your responsibility to recreate your life. You know, that's your power. And we don't lose our lives right. unless we allow somebody yeah. to like steal them from us. And you did a really beautiful job of recreating what your life looked like. And in that, you guys have found love again, right? Mm -hmm. And whatever that journey looks like, also like that's another effort moment. And that's a whole nother episode of saying like, effort, I'm going to try this again, you know? And like, that's a whole nother like story. So that's you. And Carla and I say this every time, like once you say effort, you just kind of keep saying effort to new things. You're like, well, fuck it. I'll try something new. Like, fuck it. That worked. I'll try this. And good for you. You're not going to hurt your kid showing your kid love. It's just not how it works. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing that. Cause that really was like an unbelievable story <laughs> to hear how, how well, how collaborative and cooperative you all have been. And that is, that's just mm -mm. really, you don't hear many of these stories at all. Like you should write a book. <laughs> you guys should like co-author a book. Yeah. I'm like, we, we need more stories like this. <laughs> Yeah. And like how to actually co-parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Romy, should we, are we doing this together? Yeah. We, I mean, we both, we both are doing it. We should have like a book on co-parenting because I'm really, I, it's one of my, and I know you feel the same way, Chelsea. Like it's one of the things I'm most proud of in my life. And if I ever look back, it's going to be that I was also able to put an ego aside and give my daughter this, you know, we are planning our Christmas together. We're planning all of our, it's beautiful. And I'm grateful. And yet, like Carla said, these stories need to be told more. You know, I want more women to hear them and I want it to become more of a normal than, oh my God, you get along. Like one day I just wanted to be like, yeah, like I'm going to my ex's house. Yeah. We're having Christmas and that's normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. shocking. Yeah. There's so right. <laughs> like, not like, oh yeah. my God, like it shouldn't be that way. So that's why I was like so grateful for you to share this. I appreciate you doing that. I know it's not, like I said, easy to just open up about your personal life, but it is helpful to other people hearing these stories. So where can everybody follow you, Chelsea? Yeah. If you are open, if you have projects, if there's anything you want to share, this is an opportunity. Yeah. I don't have any projects. <laughs> Um, your Instagram. Other than, you know, just, yeah, my Instagram is at the Chelsea Hale. Um, and yeah, I'll try to come up with some exciting projects for people to follow. But right now it's just a lot of me and my kid. <laughs> 2024, she's writing a co-parenting book. <laughs> so <laughs> Romy. <laughs> we will be I'm, writing it. I'm co-parenting yeah. a book with Romy. <laughs> We're co-parenting a co-parenting book for you guys in 2024. So stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, yeah, this is where we say <laughs> just, just F it. it. <laughs>